I have to start the show off with just saying thank you for everybody who liked the show yesterday, shared the show. New listeners, yesterday's show blew up. Apparently, I need to start doing more clips and commenting on what crazy liberal people say because you guys loved it. So thank you for everyone who shared the show and helped make that one of the best first day ever releases of a show, at least in my history. Welcome to How to Build a Tent, the podcast on how to make you successful. We talk about economics, business, entrepreneurship, family life. We want you to be successful and we define success as being obedient to what God has called you to do and excel at it. So if we are obedient and we are becoming excellent in our crafts, we are becoming excellent in our callings, that is success. And we can leave the results up to God. And then a lot of the ways it takes the pressure off because we can't control our results. We can improve ourselves. We can take responsibility. We can take ownership. But ultimately, God brings the increase. And that just takes a lot of pressure off, which is a good time to talk about 250 making 250. We have the goal of making and bringing into the entrepreneurial fold 250 individuals or families. I love for families to get in on this together and be able to um, help teach your kids how to be a great at business, how to, or what business principles they should learn and all that good stuff, pricing, understanding costs, budgeting, marketing, all that good stuff. It was funny as I was saying that I kind of hesitated because I was saying it's funny. I have, have this goal of getting families together to do a business. But then before, and I still really kind of agree to this, that you should never go into business with your family. And I was like, well, am I really contradicting myself? So I think I need to just clarify right now. Impromptu clarification. I don't think... It is a good idea to go in business with adult parents, adults, kids, you know, when you're both adults. I don't think it's a good idea most of the time, depending on your relationship, to go in business with your brothers and sisters. I think it gets messy. I think it adds a lot more difficult a lot more difficulty to your business ventures. Now, there's exceptions to this. This is not a hard and fast rule. I'm just saying overall in general, this is the case. I know there's exceptions. I know there's people that have been incredibly successful. There's twins specifically. For some reason, twins work well together. Uh, thinking about the, the Facebook twins or the you know the people with the Mark Zuckerberg. Um, but what I'm encouraging as far as family starting business together is you as parents teaching your little ones to get involved and learn how to work, learn how to do those things before they become of age and adults and, and that. So when I say family, I mean like, your kids that are learning that they couldn't maybe get a job on their own, teaching them principles. So that's what I mean. Try not to contradict myself. I don't believe I am in that case, but I thought that was worth a clarifying point. We are part of the Fight Laugh Feast Network. Go over to flfnetwork.com. Put in HGBT in a memo field. You get a sweet mug. You got tons of other great benefits, and you'll be helping us to proclaim the Lordship of Jesus in every area of life. If you love the show, if you love all the shows on this network, if you love this network and you want to hear more of it, then you need to support us because if you don't, we'll eventually go away. So we really do need you guys. It's not just like, yeah, I'll let anyone else contribute. We need all of you guys to be there with us because we have so many other people competing for your time with a lot more resources. So just be uh, something to pray about. We really appreciate that. All right. 
And then we'll talk about Kingsman grooming products a little bit later in the show. We normally put them in front, but we'll do a little mid-roll this time around. I put out a call to, and I'm, I don't know if I did that on the show, but I definitely did on my social media sites. So you can follow me, How to Build a Tent. Appreciate a, a share or subscribe if you're listening to this live on YouTube or wherever. I put out a call. If you have a business or if you're just starting a business and you want some free consult consultation, consulting, and you want you have a problem, you have something you want me to review, you can send it to me, direct message me, email me, Matt at howtobuildattend.com, and I will go over it and review it on the show. Now, this is what I mean by this. I mean you actually have a business and you actually have revenue, customers, marketing, those things, and you have a specific problem you can point to, like, I don't know how to scale my business, I don't know if my pricing model fits, I don't know if my marketing strategy is, you know, if is uh, working for me, I need to improve it, I don't know what it is, those kinds of things. What I do not mean by this is, hey, I really like to do this, Tell me how to grow a business. I mean, I can't do that in one show. I can't do that in one email. That's a legacy of podcast. That's what you need to go out and learn how to write a business plan. We've talked about all the elements of the business plan on the show, but an idea is not a business. So with that said, if you have a business, started a business, you're struggling to grow sales, you're looking how to cut costs, I will review it. And I could be anonymous. <laughs> I, I said, what is it? Anonymous. <laughs> I typed into the typo, anonymous. I meant anonymous. It was pretty funny. Um, I, you, you know, I can tell you, I can tell everyone who this is, or I can keep it secret. It's up to you if you want the marketing or not, or people to know. Totally up to you. But I'm more than happy to help. I want to help you guys. I want to help bless you guys and be successful. It's for free. Just gives me some show content, and hopefully it helps bless you and helps you become more successful. And also, because our show was so popular yesterday, send me some clips. Uh, send me some th shows or some commentary of people on economics, finances, business that you know you'd like me to review. It could be things that you think I disagree with or things I agree with. Whatever you want, and maybe it will make the cut. I'm going to try to do more of those because you guys love them, obviously. Um, okay. Now, I had a revelation over the last couple of months. I was thinking back and like, what is the most difficult part of parenting for me? And this is going to be different for everyone. I imagine just personality, strengths, weaknesses, those kinds of things. And I was like, what was the, what is the most difficult thing for me as a parent? And I think the thing that is the most difficult for me is the inefficiency of it. At least that's what it seemed like to me at the time. And what I mean by that is whenever I do a project, I joke about how there's two messes. There's the project mess I have to clean up, and then there's my son's mess that I have to clean up. Super inefficient. Takes a lot more time. Then there's times where I'm working on something. My son wants to come and help, and it slows me down. I'm not as efficient. I'm not getting it done. I'm not doing it the fastest way possible. Or we're traveling, and I have to take I mean, stop and change his diaper and feed him and all this stuff. And that would get annoying to me because I'm an efficiency person. I drive straight. I don't take short. I don't take the scenic route. I try to 
constantly innovate the process workflows and make it as streamlined as possible. I'm constantly thinking about that. It's like, it's just natural how I do it. It makes me feel like I have more peace. I, have, I find zen <laughs> when I do that. But what I realized was that it's inefficient in the task, but it's not inefficient when you think about my vision. And what I mean by that is I was having the wrong perspective. I was getting frustrated because my vision, I wasn't clear on my vision in my, to myself. I wasn't understanding what I was being called to do in those times. And what I mean by that is my family is my number one ministry. I am ultimately a parent before I am a mechanic, a parent before I, you know, whatever I was doing at the time. I'm not going to go through the list because I'm going to come up with some funky names. I'm a parent first. And so it's not that I'm actually slowing down when I take my time for my son to let him try to help me, to show him how to do things correctly, to make sure I'm ministering and serving him. It's actually the most efficient thing I can be doing because my vision is to raise a godly family as a priority in my life over my business, over my projects, over all my time, over myself. And I had to come back to my vision to get my mind straight and to repent of that bad attitude I was having and to realign myself to what God has called me to do ultimately. And I bring that up because this is tremendously important in every area of our lives, in our businesses and families and all this stuff is that you have to understand your vision. It has to be clear and you have to align all of your decisions. I mean, okay, you don't have to, but you will become more efficient. You'll be more competitive in your industries. You will be using your resources. You'll be allocating your resources in the most wise manner the most strategic way and the most tactical ways when it aligns to your vision because your company, your organization, whether you created it or a senior leader created it and you're working for them in some however many steps down the ladder you are, they worked on this vision and understood where this organization is going. And all of those decisions made should fall in line with that vision. For example, Jesus gave us a vision on earth on how to, or what we should be doing. Go out, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. That is our call. That is our mission. That is what we should be doing. Going out through the ends of the earth and making disciples. Well, what did that look like? Jesus gave us the example in the gospels of how he actually made disciples. He lived among them. He traveled with them. He explained things in more details. He gave riddles to, he gave parables, not riddles. He gave parables to people to make them have to pursue him to find out the actual meaning of things. He gave them power. He equipped them. We find out what it means by his life, through his words and through his commands. It's a clear vision. We know what it looks like. Our mission on earth is to go out to the ends of the earth and make disciples of all nations. So everything we do for the kingdom of God should fit under. Now it's broad, it's general, so that it looks differently for all of us. We're all not the same body parts we, that embody in the kingdom of God. We all have different gifts that God has given us and God's going to use us in different ways. But all of our decisions should 
help achieve that vision. All of our resources spent, our money, how we use our house, what we upgrade on our house, what cars we drive, it should all be in alignment with that vision. And that's true about your business. That's true about your, especially if it's a small business or a startup because you have limited resources. Every single dollar counts. And when you are making decisions, should I do A or B? That is when you bring in the vision and that should be the number one cut of deciding which way you should go, which project you should fund, which business you should start. It could be any of these things is which one best aligns with our vision. And then you can go down to mission statement and you know corporate values and all this stuff, but use those. And I know the bigger the business, the bigger the corporation, the less um, scarce resources are, the less this is used, but it would do you well and you would look really good to be doing that, especially when your CEO talks about something. When you're in a meeting and you can reference something the CEO says like, Oh, our CEO says he wants to control all of the inputs that go into making this product. I just made that up. But so then if you're talking about inputs in a meeting and you have a decision, some, you know, people are saying, oh, we should outsource that or, oh, we should get a vendor to do that. And then you're thinking that we need to produce it in-house. Well, reference your CEO. Well, I heard, um, you know, Scott say in the last quarterly update that he wants to control all of the inputs for this product. So we should produce it in-house. And that settles it because you're aligning with the vision, you're aligning with the goals of the organization. That's really important. Okay, now I wanna talk to you about Kingsman Grooming Pros. Normally at the beginning of the show, but they get to be in the middle of the show this time. They have great beard products, beard oils, shaving creams, leather products, tons of stuff. KingsmanGroomingPros.com, go to KingsmanGroomingPros.com. They have tons of great stuff and you already use a lot of it. So you get to just switch it out to support a Christian company. You're going to get better quality products and you get 10% off when you use HTBT in the checkout code. Support a Christian company, get high, great quality products and you get 10% off when you use HTBT. Don't miss this trifecta. When you see three pros doing something, you got to jump on it. It's going to create tremendous value for yourself and you're going to be blessing Christian brothers. So go over to kingsmangroomingpros.com. Don't forget to put HTBT in the memo code and you will get 10% off. The other thing that I was thinking about along with vision that I think will be beneficial and this is something I'm still thinking about. So I could be wrong, but I want to throw it out there to see if you got what you guys thought and if you have any um, you know, counterpoints or disagreements, I'd love to hear them. So just with the disclaimer, this is my thoughts process right now. And then we're going to get into what Jamie Diamond was talking about with education. I think is really interesting, especially when we apply it to ourselves and homeschooling and how we're going to train our kids. I think it's really wise. I was thinking with words, and I was thinking a lot about this with the SBC and the RLC and all of these other political, and not necessarily a politics Republican Democrat, but political that is power players, people that are maneuvering using words to achieve power. And I'm not even always thinking about this in a negative context. I'm just saying that's the reality. And we see it in business. We see it in the family sometimes. If there's a lot of money in a trust fund or where, wherever the money is, people are vying for power. And people become are often, or there is a t- 
tendency to not be direct, not be straightforward, and kind of play play games, be passive, not necessarily passive-aggressive, but they're not really showing their hand. They do things behind the scenes. They're not straightforward. And this is my theory, my hypothesis. Again, it's just a hypothesis. I might be wrong. I might need to tweak it. But if we, even in those environments, would be straightforward, bold, and direct with our agenda, with what we're trying to achieve, and do it in an articulate way, do it in a way that can create buy-in, we'll always win out over the people that are being political and passive because, by definition, you are the one asserting the ideas, the plan, the vision, and they are the ones that are doing back back room conversations. They're the ones not really laying forward what they have in store. And the the thing, the reason why those people, we see them at the top, is because people aren't being direct. They aren't being assertive. They aren't being articulate and forthcoming and forward thinking. And so by default, these passive political people will start competing with each other and they'll get one up each other until they're at the top. But if we as Christians, business people, whatever the scenario, the sphere is, would just speak confidently, that we would speak boldly, that we'd be direct, that we wouldn't be playing games, I believe that that will root out all those other people that are being political, that aren't being straightforward, that are having a secret agenda. And that's something to think about in all these different organizations, all these power plays that are happening. Be direct, be confident, be assertive. I'm not saying be prideful and never admit you're wrong, but be bold. Those aren't bad qualities to have. And I bet you, you will start rising to the top and these organizations are filled with the political. If you're doing it, you know, I'm not saying be a jerk. Uh, I hope I hope this is clear what I'm talking about. And people will buy into it. Because when you are have integrity, when you're straightforward and people know when you say something, that's what you really mean, well, people can identify with you. And if their values align with what you're saying, if they believe in your vision, then it's easy for them to be on your team. They come underneath your agenda because they can relate to it. When you have people in authority that are doing backroom deals, they say one thing and then they backpedal or they have you know phone calls on the side and they say something there that they didn't say in public, it's really hard for people to follow them because they don't really know what their values are. They don't really know what they stand for. They're wishy-washy. And that doesn't make good leadership. So when you see an organization filled with those leaders, it's ripe for the confident, assertive people to step forward in boldness. And again, as, in Christian, as a Christian, we need to be loving We need to be sacrificial. We shouldn't be prideful. All these things, but do it in a confident way and people will buy in and flood. Um, flood Flood to your vision and flood to your leadership. That is my hypothesis. Let me know what you think. Now, quickly, Jamie Dimon. Now, I don't know too much about Jamie Dimon. Like, we're not BFFs. I don't have his phone number on my contacts, but I kind of follow him. I hear some things he talks about. He's, you know, the CEO of JP Morgan Chase, I bank with them. That's my only disclaimer relationship. Um, you know, he takes my money and he uses it for whatever he uses it for. 
but he's talking about you know, data scientists, these professions, telemedicine, digital marketing, 3D printing technicians. These jobs didn't exist 15 to, 10, 15 to 20 years ago. And one of the things that they're doing by 2030, more than 30% of the U.S. labor market will need to change jobs or upgrade their skills. That's just an interesting statistic. And so what are they doing is they're doing these programs with public schools, which I'm not found about, but they're being private industry led where they are teaching people apprenticeship skills in these areas that had never existed before. And that is not a novel concept, I don't think. But this is what I want you to be thinking about homeschooler, homeschooling parent, or someone who has you know the hybrid, whatever they're called. My kids aren't in school yet, so I don't really know if this is happening or not, but I just wanna put forth this as an idea for you. And even as parents, maybe private school, or something to that effect, is start integrating an apprenticeship. As soon as you can, as soon as you think your kids are ready for it, maybe even junior high. As you know, I started working for my dad at 13 in summers. I didn't get paid. He paid me an experience, he told me. And I learned how to drive a backhoe, which if I went into that industry was great money. But there are plenty of jobs that are around today that we can easily admit um, understand plumbing, electricians, uh, plumbers, electricians, I said, <laughs> say it correctly, both are consistently. Um, but there are also other things, programming, there's 3D printing like they were talking about. What is keeping you as a parent from adding to the curriculum if you're a homeschooler or adding it to uh, an after-school activity if it's private school or even public school, but I just don't like the idea of people going to public school. What is it stopping you from getting your kids into apprenticeship programs on your own? I'm sure there are plenty of opportunities where people are looking for free labor if your state allows it. I don't know. It depends on, the, I'm sure, the laws. Or for cheap labor, at least if they're of the age, to have somebody just go and learn and to be a help. And if your kids can come out of high school with the comprehension to at least qualify for an entry-level plumbing position, electrical position, backhoe position, they're going to be so far better off than somebody who has no skills that has the choice between a $15 an hour, depending on where you're at, a minimum wage job or lower than that, depending on where you're at, and going to school and going into debt. Because those seem to be the two options. But if we could start raising kids that don't need to go to college to make a good living, how much of an advantage would that be for us as families, as Christians, as the church, and being able to be successful where we are not dependent on an education system, we're not dependent on minimum wage jobs or other people to give us jobs, but we could be our own boss by being our own plumber, our own electrician, our own backhoe operator. So I thought that was interesting that they're doing that. I think that's great. I think we should own that as homeschooling co-ops or wherever we are, public, private schools, Christian private schools. I don't know if you have connections there, but that would be a great course to have in high school to be able to get apprenticeships. I'm sure some people do that already. It's not like a revolutionary idea that I'm the first to come up with, but I think we should be pursuing that. I think that will bless and better our children and our families to come. So let's go out and be successful. We'll talk to you.